Now, last time, we discussed expressing God's love to those who are unlovely, specifically speaking, to the one who had cheated me out of a good deal of money. Time was spent discussing how prayer is indeed one expression of God's love. Now, here's the question. How can I honestly ask God to bless those who have cheated me? I mean, that makes no sense, does it? This is not fair. This is not just. How can this prayer ever be sincere? Well, that is what we're going to explore here in this episode, which is episode number nine. Now, my name is Charles, and this is the Simple Not Shallow podcast, a podcast for those who want a deeper faith, not a confusing one. For that is what our name is all about, keeping faith in Christ simple. Simple enough that a child like myself can understand it, and yet not so shallow that when the storms of life hit, our faith is forced to run aground. See, we want a faith that's like a very good cup of coffee, really. Simple, strong, full of flavor, and richly satisfying. So, how can we be sincere? Well, the simple answer is forgiveness. But how can we forgive? Well, by remembering just how much we have been forgiven for. See, in Matthew, there is this wonderful story that relates just how important our forgiveness of others is to God. Now, in this story, a king forgave one of his servants, but that servant did not forgive anyone else. Oh, it was expected that he would do so, and yet he didn't. And there was a huge price he had to pay. See, by forgiving others, by showing mercy to other people, we actually are truly embracing and honoring God's love and His mercy to us. Now, this is not easy, and it does require you to leave the shallows and to journey forth onto the depths of God's love. Well, in other words, spiritually speaking, it requires that you grow up to realize that God's love and His mercy are not limited in their application to only you, that they require you to apply them to other people. Now, I have heard it objected. I cannot forget what they have done to me, so I cannot forgive that person. And this, I think, comes from an unfortunate and yet very popular phrase, to forgive and forget. Meaning that in order to forgive and for our forgiveness to be authentic, we must forget the wrongs that have been done to us. And I also think that this has some basis in the Bible. Well, in the misinterpretation of the Bible, coming from both Psalms and Jeremiah. Now, in the Psalm passage, God says that he removes our sin, well, as far as the east is from the west. And in the Jeremiah passage, he also states that he will not remember our sins anymore. And I also think that this tends to be used as a means of either escaping or wanting to impose consequences. To escape when used by the guilty party. To impose them when used by the one who has been hurt. You know, to escape, the person would say, well, you've got to forgive and forget. To impose by saying, I can't forget, so I can't forgive. You know, whatever the basis, there are problems with this type of forgetfulness. First, it is always God who says that he will remember the sins no more. And while I have my doubts about you, I am quite certain that I am not God. Second, 
While God commands us many, many times to forgive other people, He never once commands us to forget. Third, in terms of consequences, each of these positions is very selfish in nature. There is a profound lack of consideration for the other person. And God's love is not found in selfish motivations. Also, you know, it is informative that when the Bible is looked at, well, in its entirety, the main thought behind forgiveness is that our sins are not held against us. Well, for instance, Paul teaches in Romans that sin is not accounted against us. It is not counted or held against us because a pardon has been granted. The guilt has been removed. And in this sense, well, they are forgotten. The meaning, however, is not a lack of memory. Rather, it concerns a lack of deserved condemnation. Now, a wise friend once shared something with me, something very intriguing. He said, it is precisely because we cannot forget that Jesus so often commands us to love and to forgive. See, forgetfulness is also absent in Paul's description of what love does well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which says that love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy, it doesn't brag, it is not proud, it doesn't behave itself inappropriately, it doesn't seek its own way, it is not provoked, it takes no accounting of evil, it doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but it does rejoice in the truth. Well, it bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. For love never fails. Okay, now did you notice that causing wrongs to be forgotten didn't make the list? It does say, you know, that love takes no account of evil, which sounds very similar to that Romans passage, does it not? See, love makes them of no account. Oh, they took place, but the deserved guilt is gone. And this is not the same thing as truly being forgotten. And this is a very, very important difference in words. So, to forgive others does not mean to pretend that the wrong did not occur, nor does it mean to forget that the wrong occurred. It means that we are not to hold wrongs done against those who have done them. We are to let them go. Even as God has forgiven us, so we must forgive others and pray for those who persecute us. Now here is a very important note that must be remembered. This also does not mean that there are no consequences for wrongs done. There is a huge difference between not holding a wrong against somebody, that is, not bearing a grudge, and being wise enough to know that even with this being so, there are consequences for these actions that must be enforced, even if that means no longer relating to that person or persons. See, this takes wisdom. And we are encouraged to ask God for wisdom, that he may give it to us freely and generously. So, we want to prayerfully focus on loving, forgiving, and extending God's mercy to other people. And we want to ask for wisdom in doing this, and then we must leave the consequences in God's hands. So ask him to help you forgive. And then once you have forgiven, Ask God for the wisdom in how to either relate 
or to not relate to those who have wronged you. Do not selfishly decide this on your own. Ask God for wisdom and direction. Ask for His wisdom, and you will receive it. Seek His guidance, and you will find it. Ask Him now for the wisdom to love simply, wisely, and well. Well, what do you think? I'd love to hear from you, so please go to simplenotshallow.com and under the Simple Not Shallow podcast section, find this episode, which is number nine, and leave a comment for me there. Also, in the show notes, I will post a transcript of this podcast, and in that transcript, I will list all the Bible passages that I referenced at the exact point in the transcript at which I referenced them. That way, you can check me out to make sure that I'm not making any of this up or that or that I'm standing completely way far out in left field. Also, please take a second to rate this episode and to subscribe to the Simple Not Shallow podcast through the podcast service of your choice. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you prefer to use. You know, that way you can listen anytime you want. You know, while you're driving to work, walking your dog, taking your morning jog. Well, anytime, any place, any way that you want to listen. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.